At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare Welcome you back in hour number two of prime time action on a Monday night from the South Point Sportsbook Studio in Las Vegas. I'm Ben Wilson with Jeff Parles, who's with us all week. How about that? At Jeff Parles on on Twitter. It's good. Isaiah Wrinkle behind the glass. He, since he does not appear on air, we will, we're not allowed to give out his Twitter either. He's a he's an international man of mystery. I don't know what uh, I don't know what his Twitter is off offhand. I I'm know assuming it's a, just at Von re- Wrinkle. He, he retweets every single NASCAR <laughs> thing that happens on Sunday. So. Also, is by the way, I have a live, live bet. bet. Yes, first live that bet. is first five under seven and a half uh, because we had one of the most random two-run doubles you ever see. Bryce and Stott, who basically chopped the ball straight off home plate, looked like it was going to be a routine ground out to first, and then took one of the more bizarre hops uh, we have seen this baseball season. Skipped right past the first baseman there, three-two game, and we're at the middle of the third inning. So I, so you've, you've already had five runs scored. So you're essentially betting there will be under two and a half runs the next three innings. Ben. This game should be nothing, nothing. Yes. This game should be nothing, yes. nothing right should. now because the Phillies had their defensive calamity in the top half of that inning where Camargo makes a play that it wasn't a great throw, but Reese Hoskins didn't move, allowing two to score. Then a wild pitch allows the third brave run to score. And then that, that double, it basically, like you said, a high chopper hits the dirt in front of Matt Olson and then basically just, Stays on the ground, yeah. just zooms right underneath them on what would have been a routine chop out. Uh, so yeah, it's just very, very odd to see that happen, uh, and that's why I took it. I, I was hoping for eight. I was hoping for eight or eight and a half. Again, very limited options in game for mm-hmm. us here in Nevada. Where if I had gotten an eight, it would have been a much bigger play than what I had at the seven and a half, uh, because. I, this game being at eight, I think, is probably the high watermark, unless obviously the Braves do what they do offensively because they're one of the best in, in baseball. Okay. Well, you, you're in, which is what, what was your juice on that? I only laid a dollar five. Oh, a dollar five. Yeah. Yeah. You're good. Good as gold. As far, and there is Jeff's live bet. As far as the other uh, games going on right now, for what it's worth on that full game line, we're seeing Atlanta minus 215 live. Phillies coming back plus 175 as we update all the scores here at the top of the hour. 11.5 is your full game total. Heavy juice to the under, though, minus uh, 135 right now. Braves with that 3 2 lead over the Phillies. Uh, we did see the Reds. They did take the lead. Remember all that money coming in on Cincinnati closed a dollar 35 favorite Kyle farmer with a uh, RBI single to tie that game. And then Donovan Solano with a 
a two-run base hit as well. So a three-to-one lead right now for Cincinnati, and they're a minus-270 live favorite, plus-215 on Miami coming back. Cincy and the Marlins, 10.5 is your live total. little juice to the under there at minus-120. As far as other scores, Tampa Bay ties it. You've got that play there, uh, Jeff, on, on Tampa Bay. Brandon Lau with a solo shot as it ties the game at 1-1. Minus-115, your money line price on both teams right now. Live total, 8.5. Little juice to the over at minus 120. They're in the third inning there of a 1-1 game. Isaiah, who's sweating out that no grand slam prop, he had to sweat a little bit because the Tigers loaded him up in the bottom of the third. They uh, got it one run in, I believe, on a sack fly. Now it's Miggy Cabrera up, 3-0 count, runners on the corners, two outs. Seeing the Padres still a favorite in-game right now, minus 130 live on the money line. 1-1 game there, third inning. Tigers plus 100 with an 8.5 total right now, evenly juiced on both sides. And it looks like we've got a rain delay in Boston, so we have live odds taken down for right now. They just pulled the tarps out at Fenway, but it was an early 1-0 lead there for the Sox on the Guardians. Last numbers we're seeing here, Red Sox minus 210, uh, Guardians plus 170. And with that, Jeff, we do have a bunch of other games starting in uh, in just a few minutes. Oh, Miguel Cabrera with a walk, so more sweats for more Isaiah. More bases That's loaded. What, nine bases loaded situations already in the first hour of our show, I think. Well, who, who's, coming, who's coming up for Detroit now? Because, again, the Tigers, question. one of the lightest hitting teams in baseball. Yeah, usually it's Comerica Park, too. You're probably not going to worry. Very cost. Seven home runs this year. OPS is 738. Uh, it was Javi Baez with a sack fly earlier with the bases loaded. Jerks and Profar, solo shot. So balls are flying tonight in Detroit. Profar, just his ninth home run of the year, has already gone yard. I'm just I'm just listing a bunch of things to make Isaiah even more nervous than he, I don't know if he's nervous already, but that he currently is. So that is the situation right now. Uh, and then, Jeff, a few games here to start at the top of this hour. Yes, let's start in Kansas City first, actually, because... Two great teams uh, doing battle there. Zach Granke, Noah Syndergaard tonight. That's the Angels and the Royals. Royals actually favored Ben minus one fifteen. Uh, did Granke and Thor ever score off in, the, in those Dodgers Mets playoff series from five six years ago? Was that ever a pitching matchup? Yeah, that was game I, two. I feel like it uh -oh. was. Uh oh, that ball uh -oh. is. I think it went oh, it off the top in. of the wall. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh man, wow. that looked. I thought that was. I Wait, thought. how did only one run scored or two or two? Or I was going to say, if only one run scored with two outs. Oh, oh, how is that not a homer? Wow, Isaiah just got very lucky. That was, I can't wait to see a replay here. Get, two I run think, double think right it, now, it, three one Tigers. If Bizarro was not taller, that would have might have, that very well might have been out. Wow. Oppo shot from, from the catcher as Mazzara goes up, he, uh, he should have caught the ball. <laughs> he just mistimed the jump. It hit right off the top of the yellow and then bounced back into play. So. Yeah. By the way, to answer your question, Ben, uh, Syndergaard and Granke pitched in game two of that NLDS back in 15. 2015. Okay. That, was, uh, that was a game where Chase Utley broke Ruben Dada's leg, sliding into second. That was not, that game. Actually, excuse me, not sliding I remember that game second, so Sliding well. around yeah. second, I should say. I knew there was a reason Probably. why my mind was thinking, wait, these guys have pitched before in a big game. And yeah, that, and that well, why. they both ended up pitching in game five of that series. Granke started, yeah. Syndergaard came in, pitched a shutout inning in relief, and now one. So, uh, that, Granke, your favorite. Amazingly enough, Royals' favorite in that game at home. Brewers and Rockies, Ashby and Freeland, minus 190. On the Brew Crew tonight at home, total of eight. We know the home road splits for the Rockies. Passable at home, terrible on the road. Get another chance at that tonight. And then uh, that is it for this they hour. Just, uh, just the started Cubs in and Chicago. the Pirates yeah. just underway. Cubs ended up being the favorite in that game. Uh, as high as a dollar twenty-five on the Cubs. Dollar dollar forty-five. Dollar, excuse me, a little, 45, little, uh, little late money there. Notes. To the Cubbies, uh, Adrian Sampson 
for the for the Cubs at Wrigley tonight, JT Brubaker for the Pirates in that one. And uh, the Brewers just gave Aaron Ashby a five-year extension. Also, all right, they reviewed it. This is great. Loser video coming. They reviewed it. The ball hit above the yellow line before it bounced back into play. Home run, grand slam. And for the second straight show on primetime action, Isaiah loses in just horrific fashion. Bring it on. Poor guy with the cups. So it's almost like that first little hesitation from the guy with the cup. That was the double. It's like you could have potentially recovered, and then he just That's a horrible way to lose. So Isaiah's now lost Friday and Monday on this prop. On an inside the park grand slam that had absolutely no reason to happen. When Jaron Duran lost the ball on the lights and then made made no effort going after it. Gave up on the ball. Yeah. And now a replay review where Eric Haas goes oppo for a grand slam. Also, I think double whammy here. I think Isaiah has the Padres too. (laughs) So just, just. Not going well uh, for Von Rinkle right I, now. Well, I know uh, Jeremy Wengler, our technical director, I believe has Padres run line tonight as well. Yeah, it's that not good. Play, so. well, t- t- tears are streaming in-game, from in-game all parts of the, uh, of the South Point. Uh, in- in-game opportunity, I'm seeing it, uh, DraftKings. I mean, if you want uh, plus 490, I wonder what the actual the run line is right now. That would be uh, you could catch a if you want um, if you want to catch three and a half runs, you'd lay a dollar thirty there on the Padres. Down five one, but again, it's you know it's a team coming out of a off of a Sunday night baseball series and off a pretty emotional series at that in uh, in New York. So it's usually a spot I'm not really looking to play because you see time and again these teams who just look flat and the Padres have looked very very flat so far. Even though, like you said, should uh, Mazzara have made that play? I mean, yes. at the very least, should have gotten yes. love to it. Yes, should have made that play. I think so. Sticking to it. And the series where the Padres really just took advantage of the Mets' inability to hit the first two games in that series. Yeah. Didn't take a lot to beat them. The Mets scored one and zero. A grand total of one, yeah. and, uh, one and zero. I was just going to add on that, uh, that Brewer game here, which starts in just a couple minutes. Aaron Ashby, five-year extension they just give to him. Interesting timing, Jeff. I don't know if you feel like there's an angle there when you get a, a guy contract midseason. Uh, where Ashby will now be locked up through. There are club options in 28 and 29 for Ashby, but I really like Ashby going forward. My issue with him right now is he, he reminds me a little bit of Corbin, of Corbin Burns at the start of his career, Jeff, where the stuff he has is tremendous. He just hasn't been able to command it. I mean, over four walks per nine so far for Ashby, his numbers would indicate some positive regression is coming, but an ERA well over four. Just He, he, he constantly is working in and out of trouble, does not go all that deep for Milwaukee. So even though the Brewers have won eight straight in their overall series against the Rockies, they've won the first three of this wraparound series, and they are a big, big favorite. We talked about the struggles of Colorado on the road. Not a game at all. I'm running to the window to bet. Wouldn't wouldn't want to want to want to put this in a parlay. Wouldn't want to try to get cute here. Take the Brewers on the run line at about a pick 'em number. Really like Ashby long term. I, I agree with David Stearns, the GM's decision to invest in him long haul. But for right now, he's got a lot of command issues. He still uh, has to work on. Yeah, hey, look, no problem with extending a guy like this, especially you're doing it a little bit cheap by buying out this arbitration years. So I, I have no problem with it. And, and look, for tonight, I mean, you're facing a Rocky team that, Ben, as we, we have said plenty on this network, Colorado at home, not a bad team. Decent. Colorado on the road, as bad as anyone, for the most part, in baseball. And the old wraparound series, too. Yeah, why? I, it's a very After bizarre, the it's a very very bizarre weird timing for that. Very bizarre. Only wraparound series we have in Major League Baseball this week. Keep in mind, yeah, I mean, yesterday was the ultimate. The one thing I would, I would be wondering tonight, again, you have Ashby who does not go very deep, and we talked about the, I mean, the general pitching struggles of the Rockies. Yesterday was the classic example of which bullpen wants to blow it more, where 
And Josh Hader looks very skittish in, in his first save since his just disastrous stretch right before the All-Star break. It was not exactly a confidence-inducing outing there for Hader, even though he looked good in a tie game in the ninth inning on Friday. That was a 10-9 game yesterday. Both bullpens were pretty heavily taxed there, Jeff. I would imagine it's Devin Williams who would get the, the save opportunity tonight. Since that was an 8-8 tie game in the, in the bottom of the eighth, they had not used him yesterday. Brewers got two runs. Hader had to barely close the door in the ninth in a 10-9 win. That could, that could be an over situation tonight, I, depending on how things start off here. Again, that, that closed in the uh, right around the neighborhood of eight juiced over. Seems a little light to me. Or eight and a half under. Or eight and a half under. One of, the, one of the two. Now, that game has just started now, so I will keep you posted on all of that. Still a lot to get to in this hour. We're going to talk some AFC West quarterback totals on the other side. Interesting props. Do we find value there? We'll discuss right after this here on Primetime Action. The v- At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Football betting guides are coming soon, and there's no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Reserve your copy of the Football Betting Guides today and get access to everything we offer for the entire football season with a VSIN All Access subscription. Make this football season your best ever. Subscribe now at vsin.com slash subscribe it is going to be a bit of a sweat here jeff on the first five under in philadelphia although max free just got out of a bit of a jam jt real muta the line drive single to tie the game at three so you've got two innings to two innings left you got one wonder, run to work what with the number is right now i'm gonna i'm gonna check back in for more I, jeff uh, back in for more seconds thirds yeah, let's fourths? see i'm gonna i'm gonna get i'm gonna get seven and a half still, still so i'm probably right on pace even I would assume uh, so. One with one run uh, having been scored. That's what I. That's what I. Seven and a half. I have better juice technically. So. So you're ahead. I'm, say, Big I'm deal. Ahead by, I'm ahead by change here, Ben. At least you're not Isaiah, who's already already lost his uh, his one bet on that. Team, that no grand. <laughs> it, it, it was a bad break for for Isaiah tonight. Bad break. Should have caught. I at least appreciate Jeff was trying to get the mojo in a good place coming back here. Today, fresh off your wedding, Jeff, and you bring back... Well, not my wedding. Well, not my wedding. The not wedding yet. you were at. We're still months a, away from that. He's an engaged man, whatever. It's just semantics at this point. Your your Dr. Brown... You've Dr. Brown's soda you've been... Oh, I, what you called? Our guy... Our guy. You want to hold that up? No, it's the bottle's in the trash already. We, Wait, you we, already drank it? I think we've been on the air for over an hour. 
<laughs> so it's, I got to savor the doc. I haven't drank a Dr. Brown since 2009. It's a very good call by our, our audio engineer, Sean McCall. And they have it in the glass bottles at the yeah, South Point, nice. apparently. It's very nice. That, and we apparently found out that the Choco Taco is being discontinued? Yeah. Isaiah is distraught. And, if, and, Je- and Jeff's, Jeff's source of that information was People Magazine? That's what, you, what it's been circulating You're reading on People Twitter. Magazine? Oh, no, no. People, people just quote tweet stuff at this point. So, oh yeah, okay. As, as if I didn't know that that was a, you know that that exists. I just thought you were going to the airport and picking up oh, People no, no, magazine. Oh no, 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 come on now. And you stumbled upon the fact come that Chaco Taco. That's been not a, it's, I don't even remember the last time I bought a magazine in an airport or bought a magazine. Period. Period. Yeah, ah, that's a good point. That's a very so valid just extend point. that. That's the only not time sure. You go, go well, buy look, one. you even could. Uh, I don't know. The, I mean, the football guides that are coming out yeah, are always I mean, very I mean, obviously, resourceful. Obviously, there's there's a whole bunch of guides that are coming out. Uh, our our college football of betting course, guide, ours, of course, uh, you can get that, and there are other ones as well that you take ours. You take the other ones that are in the market, and you put them all together as your own research, and you have a college football uh, power rating for the year. Boom! There you go. Okay. And on the topic of that, if you maybe if you find some props that you like, I have to bet with those based on the research. The one that we can look at will go AFC West today. Uh, Jeff, at least to start here, we've got some quarterback totals. And simply because this is a division where, as we talked about last week, the quarterback play here is a big driving force for why this is a division where so much is expected out of these four teams. If we look at some of the totals this year, Justin Herbert, who, remember, he is the favorite to lead all of the National Football League quarterbacks in passing yardage this year. He is the high watermark, 4,700 and a half passing yards this year, 36 and a half on the touchdowns, 13 and a half on the interceptions. He's also on the high watermark for interceptions as well. If we, if we just start with Herbert, and I know you, you made the case last week why, you know what, and actually JVT also on Friday night was talking about this. Even as a short shot, even around 6-1, to one, there's still a lot of things that would make sense for betting Herbert. What about these totals, though, in general? Are you, are you of the belief that those have been adjusted accordingly or not high enough, given uh, the vast optimism surrounding him and the Chargers offense this year? Yeah, I, I would say uh, Herbert, uh, Mike Sando did his uh, quarterback tiers today and threw Herbert into the top tier along with Mahomes, uh, Aaron Rodgers, of course, uh, Burrow and um, Burrow. and uh, Did I even mention Mahomes? Mahomes obviously in there as I well. Think Burrow moves in. Josh Allen. There, there you go. That's you the go. other elite quarterback. Uh, Five thousand fourteen yards yeah. last year for Herbert. Thirty-eight TDs, fifteen uh, picks as well. So, so all of a, those numbers would reflect so, what he did last year. He'd be on pace for the over this year. So so Herbert threw six hundred and seventy-two passes last year, Ben. That is a giant number with the extra game, and if he is remotely close to that. Where you assume the Chargers will be winning a few more games late. He may, you may lose probably 20 attempts, maybe, off mm-hmm. of them leading games late that they maybe didn't lead at the end of last year. Still going over 4,700. You're still going over it, assuming he plays the whole season. Uh, look, I, I, I think at this point, it's Herbert. It's an entire game difference from last year's yeah. number to this year. That's a 315-yard gap. Yeah, look, I, I think Justin Herbert is going to be well in the MVP mix this year. I think the Chargers, I, Brandon Staley's going to adjust to what happened last year, where I had, there were really only, there was really only one fourth down decision that was especially bad, at least to me. And that was obviously the one in the raid in, in week 18, where he went for it on fourth and one in his own 23 and he got stuffed. Uh, but I, I really expect a big year for Herbert. 
I expect him to have a lot of yards. I expect him to have a lot of passing touchdowns. I also expect him to have a lot of interceptions because when he almost throws 700 passes, you're going to throw interceptions. He threw 15 last year in 672. It doesn't ma- It doesn't mean that he's going to be interception prone just because uh, he threw 15 picks. But, I mean, keep in mind, Ben, you're in a scenario where you're throwing that many passes. You're still only throwing an interception on 2% of your throws. That's still fine. And, and it was 1.7% as a rookie when he, yeah. threw, he threw 10 picks in two fewer games as his rookie. Yeah, I, look, I, I, of all those numbers on your screen, that you're, if you're watching us at vcin.com, so 4,700 on, on, on Herbert, 4,650 and a half on Mahomes, 4,550 and a half on Carr, and 4,100 and a half on Russell Wilson. Herbert and Carr would be the two guys that I would be inclined to bet the over. Because the Raiders, I think, are, again, I don't want to say they're going to abandon the run, but they're going to throw a lot more than they run this year. And it's going to be pretty unbalanced, I, I would think, this year. And I could be wrong, but your pass, your pass catchers are just so good in comparison to what your running back uh, core is there here in Vegas that I would say that Carr is, more, uh, is likely to go over that, assuming he stays healthy. Mahomes, the number feels about right. I know that would probably be about a little less than people would expect, but could be a slow start 37 for 37 last year for Mahomes, 13 picks as well, and 4,839 yards. So you're seeing dips across the board there. Yeah. The expected, Ru- expected somewhat regression in the numbers. And for Russell Wilson on the passing yards, passing touchdowns, interceptions, he's unbettable. It's unbettable because – there are some that are in the camp that Russell Wilson is going to have. He's out of Seattle finally. He's going to have this ginormous year in Denver. Whole new ball game for Wilson. Going to be in the MVP race. And then there's some that are in the camp of me that I think he's going to be good, but I don't think he's going to be as good as some think he's going to be. He also has to prove to me that he's fully back. And I know last year he had the mallet finger for a little bit and his thumb looked very, or excuse me, his uh, pointer finger looked very Mm -hmm. ugly with that injury. But we didn't really see it until the last two weeks of the season last year at all, even before the injury. The last two games of the year, the Detroit game, the Lions defense was terrible. And uh, the uh, Week 18 game against Arizona, those are only the two times that we really saw him play at old-school Russell Wilson levels. So I want to see it. And also, too, we've already talked about Denver. Uh, You're just in a scenario where Hackett has not called plays in a long time. He called plays in Jacksonville, didn't call them in Green Bay. How's he going to do as a head coach for the first time and calling plays in Denver? I'm curious to see how that plays out. That's why those numbers are on. The, yeah, the only thing, the only number I think you can bet is the interceptions. If you if you are sure, of the belief, because this is a guy who has thrown single digit interceptions in six of his ten seasons, eleven or fewer in nine of the ten. Let's see, under eleven, so ten or fewer in seven of those of those ten seasons. And keep in mind, a lot of those were in situations where, as we've talked about ad nauseum with Wilson this offseason, his play calling was not really curtailed to his strengths. He was doing a lot of freelancing, a lot of improvising. And yet still, he's never thrown more than 13 in a season. He threw six last year in a season where, as you mentioned, Jeff, he was clearly compromised by injury, was in a system that had certainly reached a boiling point as far as his frustration level. So I, I would, it would really surprise me to see him go over the 10 and a half simply, be, simply because even if it takes time to find general cohesion in that system, Jeff, 
you like you we know the type of game he has and I really doubt even if there are even if it takes some time for the play calling to get up to speed there with Hackett they aren't going to be putting him in situations where he's just winging balls downfield right. in very reckless situations so to me 10 and a half is the one play I would advocate for if you're if you're going to look for an under there on Wilson you also have a very good you also have a, a running back that I think is due for a big year in Williams so that that'll be interesting to see and, and of course again you look at the other teams I'm very interested to see what Kansas City's offense looks like this year, Ben. Yeah. I, I really am. I, and, and it's just interesting, too, to see. I mean, Mahomes, yeah. same interception number as Wilson, where you figure he's going to throw the ball a lot more. He's been a lot more reckless, especially over the last year, right, than but, Wilson has. But his interceptions, except for last year, never spiked. That That's is the right. one thing. Well, a Mahomes. lot of dropped picks, though, if you, sure, look, but, at, but, if you look at the deeper numbers. Remember, last year, he had, uh, he had 13, which was the most he's ever threw. He threw 12 in that first year that he started, mm -hmm. but he also threw 580 passes. And remember, last year, he threw 658. Wow, these guys threw a ton of passes last year, Ben. So, it just, again, you see high numbers, but when you almost have – when you nearly have 700 pass attempts – you have the opportunity to have mind-boggling numbers go over. So, again, I'm not advocating betting a lot of overs here, but it is a scenario where, hmm, you got to remember, extra game, mind-boggling yeah, yeah. numbers aren't as mind-boggling anymore. And it's a great lead into what we're going to talk about next segment, which is some of these player records. Because, yes, 17-game season, you could have some bonanzas on the numbers. We'll talk about that and NFC West quarterback totals a little bit later in this hour of primetime action. We are back on primetime action where the struggles of one Trevor Rogers. They are continuing at Jeff Parles in Cincinnati. Three-run homer he gives up to Brandon Drury. And after the Marlins, they've gotten one back here to make it 3-2. Now 6-2 Cincinnati into the bottom of the fourth. All Reds there tonight. Uh, elsewhere, I know you had uh, inquired, Jeff, about a in-game number on the Detroit Tigers tonight. Or I should say on the Padres, maybe trying to back them in-game here. And it has gone from bad to worse. It is now 8-1 Detroit. Bottom of the fourth, Jamer Candelario with his eighth homer of the year. Javi Baez, nice of him to finally show up with a, a RBI double and then Robbie Grossman RBI ground out as well. So maybe maybe no in-game numbers we're looking at there. Mackenzie Gore is now in. Rough night. Uh, again, out of the Sunday night baseball game from last night for the Padres. You kind of wonder how will the team look that way. And Shamanaya, three and a third innings, eight runs, three earned. Yeah, three earned in, again, uh, in again, three man, and I, I thought that series in New York had more to do with the Mets' lack of offense more than the Padres playing well in that series. I mean, the Padres could have very easily had six or seven runs early against Carrasco last night and didn't do it, and now their offense seems to uh, be struggling again. And again, Manaya getting lit up by a horrible offense, something you're not yeah. looking to see. I, look, I, I think the Padres really need Tatis Jr. back. They really need him back. They need that extra bat, and and it, the it, the interesting thing now with them too, because Machado just to, to to put a bow on this real quick, because mm -hmm. Machado, you at him last week as your midseason MVP in the NL. I did, and I'm curious now if the the uh, the rep the news of Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado missing these two games in Toronto will actually in a strange way, impact the MVP race, especially if the Cardinals fall off. If, let's say, the Blue Jays take the two against the Cardinals without those two guys, and then the Cardinals go in a tailspin after those games, I'm curious if those guys fall out because of something like that. And again, 
we're trying to get inside the heads of of writers. We have no idea what writers. Yeah, will always do. an interesting so, task. Yes. but Machado, I, look, Manny at the big home run on Saturday against Bassett, but three for five uh, it, Sunday night it, yeah. as well, which finally got him on track. He had been uh, he had been zero for his previous nine entering that. So so, or excuse me, Machado at the home run. Yeah, Machado at the home run Saturday. Yep, Saturday. Uh, going into that uh, that zero for nine stretch, but look, I, I think the Padres. They need Machado to be back at that MVP level that he was at before the ankle sprain because that's when we've seen the Padres kind of dip a little bit here. I'm totally with you on that. And where, yeah, where will we see the number for Goldschmidt go? Especially if, like, it, the Toronto's playing as hot as any team, at least with the bats right now. If they go out and we know the Cardinals, if their weakness is on the pitching side, it has been exposed at times by these big bopping-type teams. If they go up to Toronto and just get absolutely walloped in two games – where it is another barrage, kind of like we saw with, with Toronto there in uh, in Fenway Park over the weekend, maybe. I don't know. that It seems a little cart before the horse-ish there sure. on Goldschmidt. And again, like we say, any conversation no, involving I mean, handicapping we, voters, no you're kind of grasping at straws. But I, you know, I don't know that I would react that quite that same way. It's one of those stories that we'll forget about in 72 hours. But who knows? Maybe it could. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, one other score, by the way. Uh, O'Neill Cruz, who is... Improving now after that dreadful month stretch there for the uh, rookie there for Pittsburgh. RBI base hit. Pirates lead the Cubs 1-0 into the bottom of the second. That's our, our only other scoring right now. You're going to have a little sweat here, Jeff, because Max Fried, meanwhile, in Philadelphia. Runners on first and second. Two outs, bottom of the fourth. 3-3 three, three game. Top of the order due up. Even though you were totally right in saying that none of the runs scored were really should have should have happened at all of the five that happened early on here. Max Fried, not uh, not his sharpest self by yeah, any means. It's yeah. been rough so far. Yeah, just uh, again, this this really should be one nothing Phillies. This yeah. game where Freed has kind of danced in and out of trouble, oh, and he's he about a, to dance in and out of trouble out. again wow. as Veerling ends up on one knee and pops out to Dansby at shortstop to end the inning. Uh, look, this has been a very weird game as we documented. The, the Seven hits un- for Freed. Three unearned runs for the Braves, s- scattering hits, but really two of them came on a nonsense hit. Yeah. So it really just one of those where Freed kind of didn't have it against the Mets either last week. Had the, had the five walks. That was yeah. the second time in what is like, I think it's 99th or 100th start in his mm-hmm. career. It was only the second time he had five walks. Yeah, definitely didn't have his stuff uh, in that one either. Braves uh, will end up winning this game tonight. I, I, I have the utmost confidence in, a, in, a, in a, a fringe game here that the Braves will find a way yeah, to win The Phillies game. are only 10-16 and 16 in one-run games, Jeff. So yeah, I, yeah. That's actually not as bad as I would have expected them to be, in all honesty. I, I, I'm actually kind of with you when, you when you phrase it like that. And then in Boston, they are about to restart that game. They, they're going to end up having about a, a 45-minute rain delay there, starting at 8.40 Eastern. one nothing Red Sox there. It'll be the bottom of the third. Yolmer Sanchez, the RBI base hit for the only scoring so far. All right. We'll update all the rest of the scores in, a, in the next half hour, but let's get to some other interesting NFL season-long props. These are the NFL player records. Interestingly, Jeff, of the four we're going to look at, we've actually not seen, even with last year marking the beginning of an extra game with the full 18-week, 17-game schedule, we have not seen one of the big four regular season uh, records broken since Peyton Manning's 2013 season when he set both the passing touchdowns and passing yardage marks that year. You just talked about it last segment, how some of these prop numbers are now getting juiced so high because of the extra game, because of uh, just the way two of these offenses are constructed in the year 2022. Let's start with the, I guess, the shortest shot here. We have some of these props from DraftKings. Will any player break Manning's passing yardage record, which is the 3-1 to 
that quote unquote short shot here, which was 47, uh, sorry, 5,477 passing yards back in that 2013 season. As we talked about, the guy with the highest prop right now, Justin Herbert, he's at that 4,700 uh, mark or so. So you're, you'd be looking at somebody to go over about 750, 775 yards and change uh, if, if you're looking at that actually happening. Is, is that uh, to you worth a play, Jeff? Or is even with the extra game now, a number like Manning still in your mind a bit out of reach? I don't think anyone's getting there. I don't think anyone's getting there. It just takes such an absurd offensive year, really for any of these that are on here. Uh, getting getting three, 320, uh, that would be in the 17-game season, 322 yards per game. Right, and again, it just, you have to be so consistent for that long, no injuries, it's just too many things can happen. And it's weird, you would think that in a 17-game season, these records would be more obtainable. But it may actually be harder now because harder than ever to stay healthy in this league. It's it's harder than ever to be consistent. Seventeen games, so I I don't I think Peyton's record's going to stand there, Ben. I, I would certainly agree with you on that. It, it's funny how the uh, the actual touchdown, the passing touchdowns, which over a seventeen game season you would need to average a little over three, about three point two. To get to 56, that's a, that's the record. More so than the passing yards, Jeff. The 55 and a half. Somebody getting to 56, uh, that is one that you see that at 10 to one. Could you could you argue that that should be more like 25 to one realistically, or would you go the other way on that? I because that's of the two, that's the one right. I sit and look at the you know, the current state of the game right now, even with the extra game. That is one I, I see as being pretty accurately more of a long shot than the passing yardage one. Well, so the price you would bet on that one would be I, like twenty-five to one. Yeah, I think I think twenty. I'd start considering. Yeah, but ten, no way. It just it just really again, Ben. It, like I just said, it just could be really hard in this day and age. And even though we like to say defenses are worse than they've been, they're really not. They just have the rules. No. The rules are just set against them. So uh, yeah, I, I just have a hard time. Seeing any of any of the passing records, like uh, Mahomes is the passing touchdowns record, correct? So uh, he, he that's not gonna that's not gonna get busted, and then the uh, Peyton's record, of course, not gonna get busted either. Yeah, the uh, and, I mean, look, Herbert has the record for rookie passing touchdowns, but that's thirty one. Yeah, that's so, uh, that's a whole way from fifty six. That is a long <laughs> that is a long way away. You know, the one that you could I would at least of this list see potentially being broken. The regular season receiving yards, Megatron did that a decade ago, 2012. Uh, that was 1,964 yards. Keep in mind, Cooper Cup was very, very close last year. He came within basically a 20-yard catch of doing that. Now, you could counter by saying, well, nobody else was even in the zip code or area code, really. Justin Jefferson was second, 16-16 last year. If you were betting this, would it, would it be just Cup who's got the only chance? Or are there other guys you could potentially see uh, Devontae Adams was third, now in a new situation in Las Vegas. What, what would what would your thoughts be? There? Also, I just want to correct myself. Of course, Peyton holds both of those records from the yeah, same I was, season. I, yeah, I was no, going to let Ma you correct no, yourself. I, no, because, because Mahomes had 50 and everyone made a big deal about yeah. it. Like, he broke the record, but he didn't actually okay. break the record. That's why I'm a good friend. I let so, you so, correct so, yourself. So there you go. You know, this one's a little more intriguing because getting – you're basically, in order to get to the yardage, you need to get to 2,000. Like, we're assuming, all right, well, a receiver reach 2000 Yeah, you get a little bit of a better price and plus 350 But that's really what you're thinking of. I think you got a bunch of guys in this day and age that play in good enough passing offenses that have a shot to get there. Now, I'd like a little more than plus 350 I'd probably like about 5-1 to one in order to do this. But 
Cup is capable. Jefferson, as you mentioned, is capable. Devontae Adams is going to be in a pass-heavy offense. I know it was a pass-heavy offense in Green Bay. But I'd throw in Chase, too, especially if that yeah, O-line is significantly yeah, I, better. I, I don't have a problem with 14, that. 14 55 last year? The, it, unlike the passing touchdowns, you have probably a handful of guys that you could say, all right, if everything goes right, they could break that record. I'm a little surprised that is not the shorter shot of the four options we have. Also, what, what number would it take to bet the uh, the the LT record from 2006 of the 31 to overall one. touchdowns? 40 to 1, 18 I was going to say, I was thinking like 50 for, yeah. for LT. Uh, we continue on these very fun prop conversations. We'll talk about NFC West quarterback totals when we return right here on Primetime Action. Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter, 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. A couple of quick updates around the Diamonds. Speaking of the baseball, Nico Horner, RBI base hit in Chicago. 1-1 game there. In the top of the third inning now between Pittsburgh and the Cubs, they are pouring it on, Jeff, in Detroit. This is kind of like the equivalent of, like in Vegas, would probably rain the hardest and most it has in at least, like, two and a half years. Been a while. Been a long time since we had just an epic downpour like we had today in Las Vegas. And uh, the I'm, it's been a while since the Tigers scored nine runs in the first four innings of a game. But it is, uh, it is 9-1 there, four spot in the fourth. They added another one on a wild pitch from McKenzie Corp. Padres did just get one back, though. Uh, in the top of the fifth, and they've got uh, the bases. They uh, had the bases loaded. It's now second and third, nobody out. So this is one of those, one of those in-game over type uh, spots, Jeff, where you could you could very easily see some some wild score line. Sixteen and a half is your live number there. A little juice to the under. Could someone in Vegas dish a live number on the Padres to come back and win this game, please? They're only eleven to one at DraftKings. Yeah, it's not good enough. Nine. They're down <laughs> nine two. But they do have two runners in scoring position. They, so the right. assumption is that they're going to get at least one nine, more. Nine. Four. Four is is kind of what you would uh, you would bank on, and you're uh, you've got it. You made it to the bottom of the fifth, Jeff. You just as long as well, Kyle Schwarber is up leading off the inning. Kyle which is Schwarber very good. hits a solo homer. I still I'm still yeah. okay. I would actually be okay if Kyle Schwarber hit a solo homer. You know, at be, least get me back in the race with Judge, who yeah. put some separation uh, between him and everyone else. By also, the way, the Padres got two more. I so saw there you go. Schwarber swung. 
two-run base hit. So it is 9-4 Tigers, and there's nobody out, and now a runner uh, – actually, a runner – Oh, oh, that's a high-quality <laughs> out there. What are you that doing? That is a high-quality uh, out. The classic down by five, Hassan Kim's, okay, little wide turn at first, started to go to second, they end up snap-throwing it back to first, and they nab him out by a half-step. That's, that's Great way to, great way to just kill a rally right in the butt at three runs with no outs. Still 9-4 there uh, at the top of the fifth. Only other score, Elias Diaz, sixth home run of the year, hit a moonshot for Colorado off Aaron Ashby, one nothing Rockies. Uh, that game in the top of the third. So we, we're doing some of these player totals. Jeff will continue them. We're, we're going to do a, probably, what, a couple divisions a day here on the show. Looked at AFC West earlier. We'll go to NFC West now. Just wanted to mention one thing because we got a question about it on uh, Twitter from a uh, Hayden Sherman who asked, are the passing yards props always in no push format with uh, regards to the Herbert conversation, i.e., are these always on the half yard where you can't push and from what we have seen, Jeff, uh, the case is yes. These are all yeah. always going to be situations where you cannot push, even as. But I mean, it's a good thought to have for as wacky as that would be for a guy to land right on a particular yardage with the book set. You're always going to either win or lose these props. And as we look at some of these in the NFC West, we'll start with uh, Matthew Stafford. He is far and away the guy with the highest number here 4,500 and a half for Matthew Stafford, 34 and a half the passing touchdowns, 12 and a half the interceptions. He was at 4,886 last year. 41 touchdowns, 17 picks. I would have to think some of this, Jeff, the, the reason that these numbers are a little bit down would have to be uh, health concerns, right, with Stafford where we saw him. I mean, we, we've seen a number of injuries for him over the years, but the fact that he made it through unscathed was one of the bigger upsets of last year in, in L.A., and you, you now come out into this, especially after a Super Bowl run last year, Jeff. That's probably where you have to start, right? Like, if you're setting it over under, let's just say, 15 and a half starts for Stafford, in the 17-game season, would you, would you be going – you're still going over. Yes. Yes. So you would probably be inclined to look it over on I, I mean, though. you know, it's kind of funny that Stafford gets this this label as an oft-injured guy. Well, he, he always plays through it. I, That's I, the but, thing. But Stafford, other than – remember, he got hurt his rookie year where in that epic game oh, against Cleveland. Don Cricky on the court. Yes. Uh, then second year, he only played three games. But then after that – 16 games, 16 starts in every year up until 2019 where he had significant injury in 2019, only started eight games, and he started all 17 last year. I get it. So yeah. I, I think Stafford has made it past the, hey, this guy always misses games. No, he just has, like you said, injuries Nixon that hey, just hang around, and yeah. he plays through. So I think Stafford's yardage is at over. I think the Rams actually are better set up this year to be a Super Bowl team than they were going into last year, in all honesty. It, it, a lot of it's Which, the same as the Tom Brady discussions yeah, where he came to Tampa and basically admitted won, that first year. They won year. a year early. Yeah, yeah, like they didn't have it rolling. Now, what does that mean? Well, probably the Rams, the, the, will, the Rams won't win the, again. Well, the, <laughs> the Rams are going to go 14-3 and three and then lose in the divisional round as a like 10.5-point home favorites. That's probably what that means for this year. Yeah. But, I, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. And given yes, given the ability to scheme there for, for Sean McVay having another year with the weapons around him, we just had the discussion on could a cup or somebody in his ilk get to 2,000 yards, we totally feel like that's a possibility. Yeah, they're, look, they're set up. Uh, Allen Robinson addition is awesome. Like, we, we forget how good Allen Robinson is, and Allen Robinson could uh, – Allen Robinson's their number two wide receiver now? Like, that, he, he's going to be awesome in that role, and that allows Van Jefferson to really ex extend the field. I, I think Stafford is a humongous year. I don't think he's I, – I, I think the – this will sound odd. The Rams winning the Super Bowl last year – hurts Matthew Stafford's ability to win the MVP this year, even though his numbers could end up being better in the regular season than they were a year ago. 
because I think in our mind it's like, oh, Matthew Stafford won the Super Bowl. All right, he's accomplished what he needs to. And unless if Stafford is so clearly the best player in the NFL, which I don't think will happen, he probably doesn't win the MVP. 4,500 yards and a half, obviously, I would go over. Passing touchdowns, I wouldn't touch it, but wouldn't shock me if it goes over. And interceptions, it is the same thing. Matthew Stafford threw 601 passes in the regular season last year. If Matthew Stafford throws 600 passes again, he's going to go over that. So it really just, again, these numbers are so big now because of the extra game. But keep in mind as well, the other reason they are big is because these guys are throwing more than they've ever thrown before. 600 pass attempts is a wildly high number. And amazingly enough, Stafford actually had four years that were ahead of that, but that was at the peak of the Lions just not being good except for uh, the 111 and five-year that Stafford had. Yeah, the, the ten and six year, ten and six year, too. forty-one touchdowns on six hundred sixty-three attempts. Also, craziness. Oh, sixteen interceptions. So the numbers were all were about the same. Uh, much worse supporting cast. Went uh, went ten and six uh, that year in uh, in twenty eleven. As far as for the other two we've got on this list, we'll go to Kyler Murray. The news comes out today, it, where the uh, the contract. Some of the interesting details come out. The two hundred thirty and a half million dollar deal, where there's an addendum there from Arizona that requires four hours of. I, I don't know if he's jo- he's joining a fraternity or what, Jeff, but this is uh, four hours of independent study time, which I, I, I'll be very curious to ask this to uh, Michael Lombardi tomorrow. Michael Lombardi going to join us here on, on the show tomorrow night, a host of the Lombardi line here on the network, former NFL GM. But four hours of independent study <laughs> for Kyler Murray now, Jeff, just you know, amidst the fact that he's got a 4,050-and-a-half-yard passing prop and was just below that last year uh, in, in his overall season there in Arizona, 3-7-8-7 after appearing in 14 of the 17 games. Question with Kyler Murray, as always, is can he stay healthy? Yep, 24 touchdowns, very, 10 picks That's very well. easy. If, if Murray stays healthy, yeah. If he plays all 17 games, sure, he'll, he can go over all, all these numbers, but – what have we seen through the early portions of Kyler Murray's career to assume he's going to be able to play all 17 games? It's just, again, he's very tiny. He's small by NFL by NFL standards. So That got a good chuckle out of Isaiah. By, yeah, who's a very small man as well. I, Isaiah enjoyed that. But yeah. I can't bet any Kyler Murray props until I know, until he, I forget until I know, until he actually plays a few years in a row with actually playing 16, 17 games. Uh, we just haven't really been able to see that. And then, Ben, just to, to continue on with the, with, with the last guy on this list, how can you bet oh, a Trey Lance prop no at all right no now? No way. You have no clue if he's even going to start week one. You assume he's going to start week one. But if he doesn't start week one, unders. Unders across the board. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo and his team can – can seek a trade, the assumption is probably correct that Lance is going to start week one, which would then mean, Ben, based off the small sample size we saw from Lance last year, which, let's face it, it wasn't good what we saw last year from him as a rookie. Over 10.5 interceptions seems good, and under 3,500.5 yards seems good. (laughs) I wouldn't touch the passing touchdowns because that could get really complicated because of his ability to run. But if they don't want him running more, he may force passes into the end zone that result in plays because his wide receivers make plays for him. But passing yards under and and interceptions over, 
Kind of seems like the way you would go if Lance is the starter week one. And like it correlates to about 206 yards passing for, per game, which in today's NFL seems like Very it's nothing. Low. But I, Trey Lance, this is a guy who, I mean, if you're, if you're power rating the 32 quarterbacks based on just passing acumen in general, I mean, where does, where does Lance rank for you? Near the bottom, it depends on where the other bad yeah. quarterbacks and start. Like kinda, the Seattle's yeah, the big I, question. I He's probably 30, 31 at this point. Just like that, in that same vein, where does Kyler Murray rank on your list if you're going 1 through 32, guys you would trust to play a full 17-game season? Yeah, very low. Very low on a 17-game season, trust just, the Talking play. just health, specifically. Just health-wise, yeah. yeah I don't, I, near the bottom, then. Near the bottom. All right. Overs on Stafford, unders on Murray and Lance. Our, our consensus, at least, to look at the NFC West. We'll do a couple more of those divisions tomorrow. But that's our number two in the books. We'll update all the scores, talk some U.S. Open tennis. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.